I like the way you teach it. Not preachy. I like to listen up. Listen up, yeah. I like the way you teach it. Not preachy. I like to listen up. Listen up. I like the way you teach it. Not preachy. I like to listen up. I like the way you teach it. Not preachy. You better listen up. Welcome back. Welcome you all to another episode of Not Too Preachy, where you can be comforted and convicted, informed and inspired, all from the Word of God, just Not Too Preachy. I'm Jason Brown. I am your host for this show. Uh, if this is your first time, call me Jason. But if this is your second and beyond time, you call me JB. So for all my first timers, next time when you come in, you can call me JB too. I'm so glad that you are here. If you are watching this on Facebook, I want to make sure that you, one, share, two, comment. I want you to invite your friends. Tag them in this one. You want to be a part of this one. Um, again, if you are on Facebook, I also want you to set your notifications so that when we go live, you know exactly when it happens and you don't miss it. Tonight, I am pleased to not be here alone. Not only do I have my production coordinator, my daughter Jaden, she is here with me, but I also have a special guest. I have known this young man, because I will call him young because he's actually younger than me, right? You don't know how old I am, and I'm not going to tell you, but if you know me, you know how old I am. April 22nd, I need cash out. Um, but I, we met um, years ago while we were both serving as youth ministers, uh, when I was at Lily Grove full-time and... Uh, he was at uh, church at Bethel's family uh, full time, and we crossed paths, and then we spent some time uh, engaging in conversation and building a relationship um, as students at Dallas Seminary, uh, the Houston Extension, and we just never lost connection. And what I found is a brother and a friend, and he is now my pastor. I want to introduce to some and present to others the pastor, the Harvest Point Fellowship Church here in Pearland, Pastor Lawrence Scott, give him a hand in the comments, people. Come on in, Dr. Scott, my man, my man. Thank you for having me, Doc. Man, it is man. I, you don't, I don't, I don't think you understand the level of excitement that I have for this moment right here. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yes. Oh yes, yes, yes. Not only for the topic, but you are such a unique hmm. individual, and um, I, I think the people need to know who you are, and they need to get to know you, and we're gonna talk. In the words of Lawrence Scott, we're going to talk tonight. We're going to talk tonight? We're going to talk tonight. Man. I'm with We're going to talk tonight, man. Yeah. Um, before we get into all the serious <clears throat> stuff, I want to invite you into a segment that I do yeah. uh, every time that I'm on Not Too Preach. It's called okay. I'm Vexed. I'm Vexed. Vexed. <clears throat> bothered. All right. But not to the point of violence. Okay. Or it could go that way. My mind. We try our best not to get there. Try and I have that. to ask you, is there anything yeah. that vexes you? That vexes me. Yes. Um, uh, people who, um, uh -oh. let's see, let's get this right. Let's get this right. People who. Hold on, let me, let me, give, a pre, let me okay. give a prefix. All right. This is not too preachy. Yes. So you have some room. Just, just let it out. Okay. <laughs> people who, this is silly stuff though. That's, I, I don't, that's fine, that's fine. That's um, fine. People who use checks. Write checks in the express lane at the grocery store. Reverend, I just don't. I don't, I don't. I don't. Why would you do that? Because it's it's express. I got ten items. The check writing takes four minutes though. So, cause they, you gotta you gotta fill out. Especially you if you gotta not. take it out. Like, get the debit card. What's wrong with that? You know. What's wrong with a little chip? To all my saints who use checks, I love you, but use the the regular line. Can I can I can I can I join that vexed moment, please? <clears throat> Let's add insult to injury. Okay. In the fifteen items or less line. Yes, sir. And you in there with a full basket. Now, now let me qualify some stuff. Because okay. one time, right. what had happened was there was a time. I, you know, some of y'all y'all don't get this because y'all are too sophisticated for this. Mm. But I still eat uh, the ramen noodles. Certainly. Do, do you hear what I'm saying? Certainly. And they're twenty cents a 
a, a bag. Sure. And if you get 15 of those, that's not really 15. Really? <clears throat> that's not really 15. So, so one time I was in a line and I had like um, 20 of those. Okay. But for me, that's an item. And then I had 14 other joints. So because they're so small. I, I didn't think this was going to happen tonight. Yeah. That you would vex me. But that, you, you can, okay, if I have 25 or more, I can see why you have an issue. But 20 are the quick, because all you got to do is run your one time and then put them in a bag. I got three items in the 15 item or less line. And you have literally 35 items. As if you count the, the bags. So. Count them. Every swipe is a count. Do you count the banana? Do you count bananas? If bananas get, come in a bunch. Oh, because it's, it's connected it's already. It's connected. It comes in a bunch. That's the qualifier. Because it's, it's, that qualifies as an item. Wow. Because you swipe I'm that. I'm learning tonight. You don't swipe every banana. That's facts. You don't weigh every banana. You're right. You swipe that one. You swipe that It thing. was one time, so. Yes. I don't want you to do that no more. I won't. But, but This conversation has helped me. But say this. If this is you, and you're out there writing checks in the express line. Don't do it. We're absolutely talking to you. Don't do it. There are other options and other payment methods. Cash is okay. It is. But you turn a 15-item transaction. Wait a minute, wait a minute. 10. Okay. Just, yeah. That, that, that's, that's bothering me. One time, though. Because normally I go to the self-check, so people don't be in my business anyway. But, <laughs> you know. Oh, that's a nice bottle of wine you got there, Pastor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, let me go and go to See? my self-check. See? And do my own thing. See? I understand. You wouldn't do that. No. It's just cereal. It's in the Foster kitchen. Flakes. Yes. That's a problem. It is. I haven't, I haven't had Frosted Flakes in a while. Oh, you don't eat cereal like that? I do, but I had to stop. Okay. See, I got a problem. Talk about it. Um, Go get free tonight. I, I, I might get free tonight. I might. You might get free tonight. Hmm. Um, lactose. Okay. Okay. Because you can't eat cereal yes. without the milk. Sure. Almond milk. I, I tried that. You don't like it? Not in my cereal. Okay. I, I can do my almond milk in my oatmeal, Okay. but I can't put almond milk in my cereal. I understand. I can't put almond milk in my grits. Okay. I need... You need milk milk. I need milk. I, I get, get 2%. Okay. I'll do the 2%. That's fair. But, you know, I, I will actually sit up and and eat a bowl of cereal twice. I do it in the same milk um, at about 11, 30, 12 o'clock at night. And so it does not go well as I try and sleep. Mm. And even not so much more, even when I wake up... Um, there's a little rumbling and some discomfort. My, my, my. And that's another problem because ice cream is a... You like ice cream? Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Talk we're, about we're it. Gonna, we're going to get into this. Talk about it. What, what, have we, what have we gone through in our lifetime that yeah. we thought we'd never see in 100 years? Hmm. What, what have we gone through? We've gone through Harvey. Yep. Okay, mm -hmm. right? We're in the middle of a pandemic. We are. Well, you to some people, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. That's everybody. So that's real news. Yeah. 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 That's a shot. I just need y'all to know. I'm just saying. I hope you hear that. Dealing with some facts right it's now. It's gonna be some shots fired. Yeah. I hope you got I hope you got your shield of faith. Um Ice Storm. Yes, sir. A couple weeks ago. Yeah. Froze the whole state of Texas. They did it. <clears throat> and Listeria. My my my. When they shut down the Bluebell plant. That was tragic, man. That was a problem. Bluebell hasn't recovered since. Because see, I'm a I'm a bluebell connoisseur. Indeed. And. Wait, 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 connoisseur? Yes, sir. Okay. okay. Yes, sir. Okay. So I get the emails when they about to drop the new joints. Oh, no, you're a connoisseur. Yeah, I'm in there. Oh, I didn't know you were. I'm, I'm in there. You get so, notifications. I'm in there. Okay. Okay. So when they, when they, when they had the little situation, um, they ain't been right because they still putting out the regular joints. Like, they ain't exploring. They used to put out banana pudding and yeah. lemon cooking. All, they ain't exploring. They strawberry, vanilla. Yeah. Can I bless your life tonight? Chocolate. Let me bless your life tonight. Talk, talk, talk. And it's hard to find, but they have a, they released a new one. Speak well. Reverend, it has chunks of brownies in it. I've been there. You've been there? been there. That's a blessing. It's a blessing. That's a blessing. Because I need them to get, they, they, for a season, they were really trying some stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Now, they, so sometimes they went too far. Like, they did, they did a joint with, um, with some walnuts, a black walnut joint. Okay. Fail. Epic. Epic. Okay. Epic. Okay. You hear me? Because I'm, I'm, kind of, I'm, yeah, I'm speaking as a connoisseur. You're speaking as a connoisseur. They're gonna whoever, drop a whoever did the taste test on that joint. They went right. No. Yeah. Um, you ever been to the plant? 
here, here, here's the, here's the thing. I have never been to the plant, okay. though I know some folks. Yes, I got an inside connect at the plant. Oh, see, what I'm saying you out here getting gallons. I get the the five gallon. Wait, wait, wait. It's not for the streets. Can't give y'all my business, man. Y'all worried about shoe plugs. Come on, man. I'm <laughs> Come on, man. Y'all worried about the wrong thing? Y'all trying to catch the release of the... No. Blue Bell. This I can, uh, can, can, you, can you get it to me? Bet. Right. Like that. Y'all probably meeting in places. Can't tell I'm my business. Right. I understand. It's not too preachy. Come on. That's serious business. Man, uh. <laughs> I don't think I shared it right. Let me, let me make sure that worked out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, um, blue. For those people that don't eat bluebell, I feel sorry for you. If, if, especially during Listeria, I was out there trying to eat blue bonnet, and that was just not. That didn't go well. Bro, the let me with tell a little blue bunny on it. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. I I explored too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause H E B got a dope ice cream. I like this. This good. H E B is all right. But I needed to see what what options I had, so I messed with a little blue bunny too. Yeah, that's that Because you get blue bunny, you get like a fifteen gallon for like two dollars. Right. That's an issue. It's a little whole, whole little thing with the handle on if it. If it, get, if it gets a little soft, that's a wrap on that. It's done. The milk fat, the butter fat is low. Is that the right? I don't know if that's the right. I'm going to try to wrong. Something wrong. The it butter is, fat is too low. It don't curl quite right. Butter is a, it's a butter fat, right? Milk fat. Milk fat. Yeah. Something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been to the plant. It's too whipped creamy-like. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's just not right. Right. People talk about hagen Nah. Hagen-Dazs. That's all right. Let's let's just change the channel, man. Um, there, there, are, there are people that are watching and will be listening that have never um, heard of Lauren Scott. Okay. Um, nor nor your story. Yeah. Um, at this point in your life, you are the pastor of a church plant. Yes. Harvest Point, right out here in Pearland, Shadow Creek area. That's it. But that, of course, your story is still being written. Mm. But there's so many chapters that came before that. Yep. Um, T- tell us a little bit about your your, your young life. Yeah, you know, um, and that and that young boy that would eventually turn into um, the Lord's servant. Tell us a little bit about him. Appreciate you asking, man. So, I grew up in the Houston area. Mm. Grew up, um, born in Fifth Ward. Moved around a little bit when we were younger. Interesting thing, we moved around to every hood. I'm like, man, can we move to some prosperity? But we <laughs> so <laughs> Fifth Ward moved to uh, Greens Point. Uh, spent some time in Third Ward. Lived with some relatives for, for a season, came back to Greens Point. And then there was a season where we lived in a homeless shelter. So uh, mom, single parent, trying to raise me and my younger brother. I had two older siblings that were gone at that point. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so we spent some time in the homeless shelter. Um, the Lord um, really showed favor in that space, got close to God in that space. Came back out, back in the hood. And for the rest of my youth, pretty much Greens Point, a little bit back to Cash McGordon uh, type of thing. So um, inner city stuff. Yeah. Um, but in that, the Lord gave me an opportunity uh, to go to school, went to school, got a degree from U of H, had a career as a financial planner for some years. Mm-hmm. But I always had this burden to do ministry. I knew I was going to eventually be in ministry, and I did some youth ministry stuff when I was younger. And as you talked in, in the introduction, I did youth ministry for a while, while I was a full-time financial planner. And then there was a season where I felt the Lord was calling me full-time. Mm-hmm. So transition out of that, out of finance Youth pastor, executive pastor, and then we planted the church back in 2014. And so, uh, just 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 as a note, February the 14th uh-huh. celebrated seven years. Seven years. Seven years. Yes, that's, God's that's, grace. God's grace, man. Yes, sir. That's, that is fantastic, and I'm so uh, happy to be a part of the fellowship. Let me let me rewind for a second. So, well, who'd you claim? If you got if you got to stand on, you got to stand ten toes down. Mm. Well, who would you claim? So I live on the south side now, but I'm I'm a north side. So yeah. if I had to claim something, it'd be Greens Point. All right. That's where that's where, yeah, I cut my teeth, if you will. All right. So yeah. then, you a Swisher House, and I'm screwed up, Cliff. <sighs> per, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I would, I would have to say. So. I I will say though, um, I've always appreciated the south side. Yes, 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 yes. I mean. South side is the best side. See, I knew he was gonna do that, yeah. and I tried. I tried to set this thing up yeah. right yeah. by showing appreciation, and you, you did. did that. You did. You did. I, I don't want to have to pull out the artifacts. Now, now here's now here's the thing. Let me let me let me back up because <sighs> all of my well, most of my educational yes. career okay has been north side. Talk about it. Okay, so I, I ended up becoming an educator because of my experience 
the north side while I was at college. So there you go. M, college of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Just want to let y'all know, just in case you didn't know, right? Angus um, <clears throat> Holmes. I went to church in Angus Holmes. What church? Antioch Missionary Baptist Church. Y'all see all of those titles? Missionary. Missionary, right? So, Acres Holmes. Yep. Finished my degree. Came home. Booker T. Okay. Yeah. MC Williams. Yes, sir. Number, yes, sir. Number Acres Shakers. Acres right. Shakers and the Fofo. Yes, sir. Then, all day. I came back to the train. Okay. It was at JY, and I've yeah. been the south side ever since. Yeah, I, again, that one little season, third ward, I was in sixth, going in seventh grade. Um, Went to Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you something. For, for all the folks who went to Ryan, Ryan, when I saw Lean on Me, I'm like, oh, that's Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so let me, while I was working at JY, I hope my brother's on, and I don't know if you remember this. Oh, when I was working at JY as a counselor, yeah. um, he came over to hang out with me. We were going to eat lunch. Okay. So if you come to, if you come to the trade to eat lunch, we got to go get, I said, bring some Frenchies. Yep. Okay? Because I don't get to get off campus. Bring me some Frenchies. Right. All right, so he come to the office, and he walked through the courtyard. And I come meet him because he's like, hey, I'm here. Right. So I bring him in, sign him in, but we walk through the courtyard. Mm. It's lunchtime in Third Ward High. My, my, my. He said, man, when are we going to get to the office? I said, I just, we, we going, man. Hey, Mr. Brown. Hey, what's up? Hey, what's up, Brown? Hey, what's up? You know, I'm like, he's like, got in the office. like, is Mr. Clark here? <laughs> Cold 10. Cold yeah, 10. yeah. yeah. Yeah, it, and, and the funny thing, and, and, and interesting thing about that is, for people that have never experienced uh, public school in the inner city, yeah, um, you hear one thing and then experience something totally different. Yes, because while I was there, yep. I felt like I'm a Jack Yates lion. Right. Never went to school there. Right. And some people still associate me with Jack Yates, uh, and so a lot of times there's a there's an idea from the outside, and then when you get there, it's a little different. But it was a little East Sideish. Yeah. There's, there was some elements there. Yeah. And we talking about after Joe Clark got there. Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, still yeah, Jay yeah, Wildfly. Yeah, no, yeah, I mean it's. On. I know. I know you got it in you. Uh-huh. I, I know gonna, you got I was it. Gonna I was gonna go there. I know. Go, go ahead. Put it back. Put it back. Put it back. My wife. But I learned a lot. It was yes. a great experience. Yes. 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 So okay. What what was it? What was the moment yeah. for you when you said, you know what, the Lord wants yes. wants to plant the church? Yeah. Um, so at the previous church, Bethel's family, Pastor August, shout out to him. He's an amazing leader. Great pastor. Um, I knew when I got there because I, I I left Antioch Mission Baptist Church. Um, um, loved my pastor there, but it was time for us to go. And when I left there, I knew then, I was like, you know, I believe the Lord is calling us, calling me to some pastoral leadership. And when I got to Bethel's family, uh, which itself was a church plan, I really got to see what that would look like. Sure. And so as I'd already been thinking through that, kind of with just a burden of how I felt the Lord was calling me, um, I really, it really came into form there. And Mm -hmm. so I spent, you know, seven years there in various roles. And over time, uh, when I became the executive pastor, a very comfortable seat, by the way, um, I knew the Lord was, was, was really pulling me to kind of step out there and, and plant the church. So it's, it's been a, a part of the story for a while. When, when I lived in a homeless shelter, um, two things were clear to me then. And I was 10, 11. Mm-hmm. One, I wanted to get into finance because I figured that the reason why we were in a situation is because maybe we didn't manage money well. There were other factors, but for my young mind, that's what I thought about. In that moment, I was like, I want to help people with their money. So that was one thing. And then the Star of Hope, which... By the way, I have the chance to serve on the board today. Sure. It's a full circle. Sure. Uh, it's a Christian organization, and that was very uh, evident in my experience there. And, and I really uh, thought through my faith. I grew up in church, so there's already there. Mm-hmm. But I really began to think through some stuff in that space. And as I got older, it showed up in the, in the form of planning a church. Of all the things that are difficult, um, planning a church has to be one of the more difficult. Yeah. Right? Um, what, were, what were some of the challenges that came about as you're trying to start a church from scratch. Yeah. Just for, and I'm saying from scratch, just in case you're not sure what a church plan is. I yeah. don't assume that everybody knows what that means. But starting a church from scratch, you did not inherit a church. You were right. called to a church. Yes. You started from scratch. Right. The, the hardest thing um, was the financial, I want to say strain, but I don't want to paint a negative sure. picture. But sure. it was hard financially for us because um, we were fortunate that we came out of a church that loved on us, sent us out, and they sent us out with a check for $10,000, some chairs, uh, some speakers, and some people from that church eventually came to be a part of this church. So they were 
very generous to us when we planted. But so let me let me pause right yep. there. So you mean to tell me? Talk about it. Shout out your, to Bethel's family. That your pastor mm. and your church family and Bethel's family, family yes, decided we're going to help you. Yes. Leave. Yes. Yes. And we know that some people are going to go with you. Yes. And we're going to help you leave. Yes. And and, and let me tell you, and it wasn't even no, like, funny business. It was like, Lawrence, you believe the Lord is calling you this? Yes. All right. Now, again, I'm the executive pastor, so I have a, a role that has influence. Right. And, you know, we had a service where they brought us in, me and my wife, and they walked us up. My, my family and people from the church had an opportunity to say they wanted to come with us. And they sent us out with money. Like, again, that helped to launch us. If we didn't have that, it would have been even much harder. You know what I mean? And so, yes, that happened. How, how often, and, and you being in the church planning yep. network, how often does that happen? It doesn't happen enough. I think a lot of times people lose sight of the kingdom mm -hmm. aspect. And they get more into a space where they feel like they have to hoard. I can't send you. I can't support you. Because if you leave, people might go with you. Not realizing that people going with that church is just going to help that church have some sustainability as they reach that area. Sure. And, and God is pleased with that. Like, that should be the focus. That's like for us, we want to plant a lot of churches because that's the focus. But yeah, it, don't, it doesn't happen enough. Wow. wow. But, but for us, it happened. And watch this. Because we came to Pearland and it's expensive, uh, the hard part for us was we had to liquidate everything. So uh, we had a house. Again, I'm Northside. I had a house in Cyprus. And so, you know, we had to get out the house, come out here. We rented a house. I had to cash out my 401k, had to uh, liquidate my savings. Uh, I had to bring about 40 just to put on the first and last month plus some um, some other material we needed to get in the space. And so, and you know, we had, at that time we had four children. So mm -hmm. um, the financial weight of it was heavy, but at no point was I like, we made, the, made a mistake. At wow. no point was I like, we shouldn't have did that. This was, this is part of the journey. The Lord is going to grow you through this. Appreciate the lessons because when you come out of this season, I knew we was going to come out, you will be better for it. And so um, we were fortunate in that the church was growing a lot. Um, and, and a lot of people at the church, you know, even to this day, may not have known um, how much the financial burden was for us. Sure. That, that, that were, there were moments, real talk, where um, at this point, I think we had five children. Well, maybe four, maybe five. But we were tight, tight. And um, somebody at the church, a lady at the church called and said, Pastor, you at the church? today? Like, yeah. She said, I got something for you. Showed up, envelope 500 cash. She didn't know that that right there needed to cover the bill that I was stressing over. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, And let me be clear. We weren't poor. But we live in Pearland with four kids. Yeah. Right? So you, we weren't poor. Anywhere with four kids. Yeah. And then we're about to have the fifth. And so we were just tight in the, over the last few years. Uh, over years, over a couple of years, we are able to find some relief and, um, and flourish in, in some spaces. And so that was probably the, the heaviest part of everything. And, and that's amazing because our, our faith is meted out in obedience to God. Yes, sir. Right? We, we show our faith by walking in the way that he's shown us. Yeah. One of the ways we show it, right? And to, to hear you say that n you never had a moment, mm -hmm. that's, that, that stood out to me, that while you're doing what you know God has told you to do, yep. what, I, I want to I say this and then I want to move on. Um, because I, I believe this. When God has clearly communicated mm -hmm. a plan for your life, and you are certain that it was him, and that's the plan, Yes, God obligates himself to take care of you as you walk in obedience. God will provide. And that, see, I had a conversation with my wife. Because when I was a financial planner, I made a lot of money. Sure. Like, when I first started in that industry, it was hard as a black man trying to do uh, investments in a community that was non-black. Um, so I did have some stuff I had to overcome. But when I overcame that thing, and I got it, it started to work for me, I made good money. Yeah. And so at that point, my wife was able to come home, um, you know, I'm working on that, baby. I'm working on it. <laughs> yeah. And so it was good. And then to have the conversation with, with my wife, where I was like, babe, this ministry stuff means that you're going to have to go back to work. <clears throat> we can't do that anymore. We used to do that. Can't do that anymore. Cut that back. Don't do that. Put that away. And then my wife be like, let's do it. That for me, man, already knowing God got me. Then my wife is like, let's roll, man. 
That that part there. Come on, bro. That's amazing. That, that you, you that's a winning equation. When you know the Lord has called you to it, and if you're married and you have the support of your spouse, yeah, that's charges here. That, that that's that's a session by itself. Whole nother session. That's a session by itself, Reverend. That's a session by itself. Look look out for that because there's going to be a point in not too preachy where we'll have conversation with the wives of ministers. My my my. To talk about what it looks like. On that end, Lord have mercy. because there are a lot of people that are wives in ministry, whether they're active in ministry or whether their husbands are in ministry. But then there's a there's a there's a lifestyle that goes along with that that's yes. not easy at all when you're trying to serve the Lord's people. Yes. Um, yeah, that's the conversation. By oh, that's all. That, that's the man. I, I got to stay focused. So now seven years in. Yeah. Six kids in. Six kids. I love all of them. Yeah. They' funny to me. Yeah. And now uh, working on a building. Yes. We're working on a building, strong foundation. Yes. Out in uh, West Perlin. Yes. It, more Central Perlin. Central Perlin. Yeah. More Central Perlin. So I'm looking forward yeah. uh, to being a part of that. I am I am a part of that. And I'm, again, yeah. um, excited where the Lord is going to take you. Yeah. Phenomenal take leader. Us. Yes. Um, um, and we in this thing. We're in this Bless thing. you. Let's have a little fun. Let's talk. <clears throat> Wordplay. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Word okay. Word okay. Word All right. Play. All right. I'm going to give you a word or a phrase. Yes. And then you give me the first word or phrase or yes. thought that comes to mind. Okay. I will not limit you to one word response, okay. but you are free to do so. Awesome. Are you ready? Let's roll. First word. Let's go. Food. Uh, seafood. Um, yeah, shrimp. Shrimp? Talk to me shrimp. How many ways can you eat shrimp? Every way you can cook it, man. Four it up? Every way you can cook it. Oh, by the way, I don't want to put family business out in these streets, but when I showed up today, I had heard that somebody thought that I was coming through the Mars to put together some gumbo. Yeah. I had heard. Yeah. And I asked what type of ingredients would said person place in gumbo. Sure. Said person. Shrimp. Yes. Yeah. With other stuff. Yes. Shrimp. I am convinced hmm. that said person yeah. will probably have that ready. Hmm. When you are ready. Mm. And if it's going to be tomorrow, mm. come on back by. I'll be here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can so, bring three of them. Three of your children. Can't, no, six. Well, good, good news. <laughs> a couple of them can't eat seafood no way. Okay. Mm. So, right. so. You can bring them because what we do with kids, we throw them upstairs with yeah. our kids. Yeah. And then we go find popcorn and Legos. Gotcha. Stuck in the carpet. All right. All right. Um, mm. Family. That's the word? That's the word. Um, eight. That's a whole TV show. That's us. That's us, eight, eight people. Um, so I think of my family like that. Somebody was asking me the other day, Lawrence, what do, you, what do you think about your legacy? And I'm like, legacy? I'm, you know, because I'm 40. I'll be 41. Um, and, I, you know, I do think about that, but I think about it. They were asking in terms of ministry, and my response was in terms of family. Sure, sure. Right. So, so, you know, growing up single parent situation, um, I knew early. I said, Lord, if you give me life, if you let me get married, I want some kids. Yeah. I want some kids in these streets. So I think, when you say family, I think eight, because every time we go out to eat, table for eight. Table for eight. You know. How many kids? That whole thing. Yeah. And and it's a lot. I started like that, and my daughter was born. Come on in here. She came out the womb like this. <laughs> yeah. I stopped. Then, 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 that oh, shut it down. That's the Lord telling me. Yeah, that's it. So in choir, Come, my Lord. this means, <laughs> if you're in the choir. Got it. Right. Stop. It also means power to the people. That is. But this the people. Ain't no more people. That is. All right. Sports is the word. Sports. Um, football. Football. Yeah. Who's your team? So you ain't gonna like this. I'm not. I'm a. I'm a player person. So people think I'm wishy washy or I. I switch because I don't. I don't go team. Like I'm. I'm a Texans fan because I have to be technically. But I'm more of a player person. So if I like the quarterback. So we riding with that. I'm, I'm gonna ride with that team. I don't even want to get into that. Don't. I'm not going to get into it. We got issues. All right. Next word. Exercise. Need more? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, you know, um, yeah, that you say exercise, I think need need more. Sure, sure. Yeah. That large shirt is coming. The large shirt Come is on. coming. I'm, I'm XL. The other day, before I ate, I, I messed with the large. It was snugged in a mug, mm. but I, I saw I saw the vision of, of, of it's, returning. There's a couple of brothers at the church that say you can go and do that. <laughs> I ain't calling no names, Tyro. But if you on the video, I'm calling you out for the tight shirt ministry. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, 
It's a whole arm of the chest. That's funny, man. That's, That's funny. Dudes working out, they showing some. They, yeah. they swole. They swole. All right. Um, Hip hop. Outcast. Man. Yeah. See. Yeah, yeah. See. See. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's nothing. Let, let me let me help some folks. Help, help help the people. But no, let me help some some saints. Uh, Lecrae for the saints. But when you well, said the, the word. The first thing I thought was outcast. Because that's, that's that should be the first thing. You yeah, think. that's what I think. When you think hip hop, yes sir. When you think of pure yes, hip hop, yes sir. Andre three stacks, three big stacks. boy, yes sir. I, yes. That's what I think. Three stacks, still not too preachy. Y'all know why I'm. Y'all, if you don't know, you ought to know where I stand on outcast. I did, I did a whole, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, uh, religion. Um, mm, mm. um, man, this ain't good. <laughs> I'm thinking of it in terms of the context we're in. Mm. Unfortunately, I would come off hypocrisy. Okay. Yeah, religion mm. is religion is not bad in itself, but when I think of how people use it in our current context, I'm like hypocrisy. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Evangelical. See, <laughs> you trying to see, man? You trying to mess me up again? I'm like religion. No, no, no. This is good. Religion and evangelical is supposed to have a good meaning. But the way it gets tossed around, I would say, um, um, idol. Hmm. Yeah. All right. I'll lighten up on this one. Okay. I'll lighten up on this one. Go for it. Because I got a feeling we may come back to some of that. Um, grace. God. Um, I mean, yeah, I just, I just think about God, man. My, his amazing grace. Yes. To keep it simple. Amazing. You know what I mean? Simply amazing. Yeah, man. I mean, like, through it all. You just listed out some stuff we've been through. God's grace. Simply amazing. Yeah. That we made it through the listeria with Bluebell. It's the grace of God. It's the grace of God. He's providing. I'm telling you. Come on. Last one. <clears throat> Social justice. Yeah. Um, needed. Um, a part of the work of the church. Part of work of us as believers. Um, yeah, it's if I, if I look at social justice to define it. Sure. In a, in its most basic sense, for me, it means to set things right. Okay. I guess there's a lot of definitions. And first, I, in fact, I would say, can we can we dig here? Let's dig because I, I think as we as we dig as, <clears throat> as we go into this conversation, yeah. that's a great segue. Is when we talk social justice, yep. we need to be able to say, okay, what is it that we're really yep. talking about? Yes, and that's a large umbrella. Yes, right. But 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 let's let's talk about when we talk about social justice. What do we mean? That's good. So so I will start with justice and justice. I in in the simple terms to set things right. To set things right. Right. And for for me as a believer, my understanding of right and just righteousness is based on God. Right. God is just. Right. So. Um, in a broad sense, I would say justice is to set things right. People who are in positions where they have been marginalized or have not had the same opportunity, we have to set things right for them. Okay. Right? So social justice, which is a part or the application, if you will, of justice, hmm. for me is simply people justice. Like a lot of, if you look it up, it's going to say a lot of stuff. Sure. Because people try to take social, social justice and frame it based on um, some intended goal. For example, if, if it's a political conversation, then somebody's going to grab that term and use it for their game. But as a believer, for me, people justice. People justice. That's it. And because people are created in the image of God, the yeah. Imago Dei, sure. there is a certain dignity that is due to people no matter what. Hmm. Right? So from the jump, you're a person, I'm a person, there's a certain dignity that I am due, that I have, simply because I'm God's creation. But isn't that indeed the problem? Talk about it. Because in order for me to treat you as a person, mm. I have to actually believe that you are indeed a human. Yep. Right? Facts. Like I have to believe that you are actually a person, mm-hmm. that you are not a subspecies, yep. that you are not subhuman, mm-hmm. that you are not less than human, that you are actually a whole man mm-hmm. and not three-fifths. Yes, sir. And so part of this, uh, people tend to forget that as a black people, mm-hmm. that we were at a point, the history of our relationship with this country, mm-hmm. in large part begins in slavery, where we were not considered a human. Mm-hmm. 
until it was time for representation. And then we get the identification. And just we're talking about men, not even women, as three-fifths of a human. And so then I can actually look at another person with eyes, nose, lips, ears, hair, arms, toes, fingers, blood, bones, and say, but you're still not human. Mm-hmm. And if I'm going to give you the human designation, it's going to be part human. Mm-hmm. And so that legacy where we are now still holds the hand of that idea that in bringing our ancestors to this shore, we were not even human. Facts. Yeah. So then... How, how, I don't, I don't even know if I want to get into the how does it make that right. So let me ask this question. Mm-hmm. We're talking about people justice. Yep. I, I love that. Yep. Um, being right by God's creator. Yep. By God's creation. Yes. Doing right by the Imago Dei. Those yes. of us who are made in this image. Every human being on this planet. Yes. Is the Imago Dei. That's right. Does Jesus even care? Yeah. Because if we look at the way things have gone in this country over the last, over the millennium, the centuries. Mm-hmm. Last five to ten years, the last two years, the last year, mm-hmm. and we see some of these things, these trends that are continuing to happen. Yeah, and now they're being filmed, so we now have proof that they are actually happening. That people are being mistreated, they're marginalized, uh, they're left out of certain areas uh, systematically. Mm-hmm. It would seem like Jesus don't care. Mm-hmm. I, I remember when um, Minister Farrakhan mm-hmm. was preparing to do the Million Man March. And so he was on this city-to-city tour, right? Um, and he was at, oh, I forgot that church in Fifth Ward. Mm. But it didn't, go, it didn't end up going well for that church because they welcomed Farrakhan into the, into the church to, do, to, to promote this Million Man March. So there were thousands of men, thousands of black men out there. A beautiful thing. I think I, was, I may have still been in college. Or I may have been a senior in high school. And um, Farrakhan was speaking. And he said this. And I quote, if the Lord is our shepherd Mm. and we're in bad shape, then maybe we need a new shepherd. Mm. And that kind of arrested me. Mm. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's that's dangerously flirting with, okay, I'm I'm replacing, are you talking about replacing God in this thing? Mm. Who are we talking about? Are you talking about the Jesus that I serve and that we're still in this condition? So then the question still remains. And I know I had that question at that moment where if in this kind of condition, it's still going like this, do you even Care. Does Jesus care about yeah. social justice? <clears throat> and a great setup. I think, uh, well, I don't think, obviously he does. Yes. But I, I think, um, you know, let, let us work through this, um, because I think the question, the question itself uh, lets us know that if you have to ask that, then there has to be something that has gone on to suggest otherwise. Sure. And going back to your uh, wordplay, the reason why those terms that should be good had a negative connotation is because sometimes we replace um, our genuine Christian faith with something else. For example, politics, right? So I ain't, I'm a part of the political process just like anybody else. Sure. Right? But sometimes we confuse um, the politics of this nation or being um, an American with being Christian. Sure. And so if you confuse those two, it is easy for you to then see the conduct of this country and justify it because you've, you've confused the two. You, you are pursuing some type of nationalist or nationalism and you think that's a pursuit of Christ. And so if I say, for example, that this is God's country and by being American, that somehow makes me closer to God, then it's easier for me to see the treatment of a certain people group historically and then minimize it because at the end of the day, this is God's country. Mm. But when you recognize that the God of the Bible is a God of justice, the prophets throughout the Old Testament, Jesus and the New Testament continue to talk about the need to pursue justice, you're reminded that this is a biblical thing and it only can uh, arrive at its fullness once we consider who God is in the first place. You know what I mean? Like, okay. um, <clears throat> if you look at slavery, or if you look at anything that black folks have gone through, and um, you think that there is not a need, or historically and presently, to address address some of the stuff that we've we've dealt with, you can't arrive at you can't arrive at that from a biblical perspective. Okay. 
Like, like if you in the scripture, right? Because we you continue to see this need to to deal with justice, right? You Isaiah chapter one, Micah six and eight. Pretty much, in fact, I don't want to even minimize it to a few verses here and there. The Bible, right, is a conversation. Uh, about being just towards people. And it is evident that black folks have been tr- treated a certain kind of way. And the systems that were built in the past to discriminate, to marginalize, are systems that still are active today. But we're doing so much better. Mm-hmm. We get to go to the same schools. Mm-hmm. Um, we're now welcome in spaces where my parents were not welcome mm-hmm. at one point, right? Aren't we, aren't we going in the right direction, though? Aren't we, haven't, haven't we gotten over slavery? Mm-hmm. Haven't we gotten over Jim Crow? Haven't we gotten over... Uh, the, the black codes? Haven't we gotten over the green book? Aren't we, aren't we beyond that now? So it's interesting. How, how do you get over something that has never been repaired? Hmm. See, so if you don't repair the system, it'll continue to perpetuate stuff um, that it perpetuated when it was built. Now, is it different today? Sure. Like, of course it is. Like, to even go into that conversation as a reason not to deal with justice, again, it's not a biblical model. It's not a biblical Like, if, if justice needs to be handed out, hand it out. It's not, we've advanced. Of course, progression is good. But you got Obama. Right, because the, the one black dude is supposed to correct. The whole thing? Of, yeah, okay. right. And how does that work? Again, right. and I think that point is interesting because a black dude in a, in a predominantly white system can't change anything. It takes more than a, a person in office for eight years. I think we just have to acknowledge that while, while stuff looks different. Like you said, we could do things different. I, sure. I went to I went to a seminary that didn't allow black folks to go to for years. Wait a minute. A seminary. Wait a minute. And I, I love my school. Wait a minute. Christians. But Christians. Right? Christians. And, and and to be fair, it's not as if the schools who didn't allow black folks, all of a sudden, they said, you know what? We repent from this. We messed up. Initially, they had to because the law changed. Right. So the Christian schools didn't lead in this necessarily. They They responded to... Legislation is there, right? And, and, and people can justify that, going back to what you said earlier, when you see black folks a different kind of way. You, you can justify not walking out a biblical mandate. If you approach the scripture, and that is the way that you operate, justice flows through it, right? Mm-hmm. Jesus in the book of Matthew 23, mm-hmm. 23, mm-hmm. basically saying to the religious folks, y'all hypocrites. Can I read that? Please. Put this in your notes. Matthew chapter 23. Read it in its entirety. But there's a part where Jesus actually mentions something very specific. Now I'm going to read 23 and 24. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you tithe mint and dill and cumin and have neglected the weightier. Weightier. The, <laughs> I'm sorry, Dad. That's, that's my hype man stuff. Yes. The weightier provisions of the law. Justice and mercy and faithfulness. But these are the things you should have done without neglecting the others. Mm. You blind guides who strain out a net and swallow a camel. My Lord. The weightier things. My God. Tithe. Mm -hmm. That's a good thing. Sure. Justice, mercy, and faithfulness. Weightier. A weightier. And then on top of that, you need to be doing both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not a one or the other, but Jesus in his, this is Jesus talking. Yeah. Jesus of the Bible, Jesus of the scripture, son of God, God in the flesh, died on the Friday, rose on the Sunday, is coming back with all power. That Jesus, mm-hmm. right? Yahshua, mm-hmm. right? Is the one that said, the weight of your matters of all the woes. Because yeah. when you read chapter 3, 23, it's a lot of, it's a lot of woes. You, I, saw, I saw, you saw that? I saw you see you. that? I saw you. You saw that? I've been working on my... <laughs> there are a lot of woes. And in this particular woe, he called justice, yeah. mercy, and faithfulness the weightier mm-hmm. matters. Yeah, in our pursuit of evangelism and discipleship, you cannot ignore mercy and justice. You can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Again, mm-hmm. if you're operating from a purely biblical perspective. But if, if you are replacing a genuine biblical approach to this conversation and it's actually something else, it's easy to justify stuff that's anti-Bible. But what, what, what is it that's causing, causing this? Uh, it's, it's, 
this running away from this conversation it's about, hard. about justice, in particular as it relates to how the believer, not qualifying it with color, the believer ought to be behaving. What is causing believers to be silent in matters that Jesus says are weighty? Yeah, man, we, again, we let other people take the narrative. So going back to that political conversation, if a person says, for example, a conversation about social justice is a conversation about taking the wealth from people and giving it to poor people or giving it to other people, and then you frame it with this idea that they're trying to take what you have or they're not working hard without considering the injustice to that group and recognize that it's not about taking money from one group and handing it to another group but just giving equal access and other things. When you frame the conversation a certain kind of way, it's easy to justify not dealing with it in a serious way, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. again, like in this country, a lot of people see the country and the pursuit of being an American, and I'm not knocking being an American, I'm an American, America. but see that as their primary identity. And if you see that, it's easy for you to ju- justify the things that, that the country has done wrong. So for example, historically, right? If a person says today, why are we still talking about this? What's the issue, okay? Well, it's impossible to, to discount what has happened. Even if you say, forget the stuff that happens right now. Forget the apparent racism, the covert racism that happens right now. Sure. Well, if my ancestors or my parents, my grandparents, did not have the same opportunity that yours did, it's going to affect me right now. Right, right. If my mother, for, for example, let me do it like this. My mother was born in 1945. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So my mom was born on some overt stuff. You couldn't, she couldn't get alone just because she was black with no secret about it. We ain't even hot. Nah, you ain't getting this. Right. So if mom couldn't get a house in 1945 and all things remain constant with another person whose parents could, chances are they're going to have more wealth than I do today based on what happened historically. Sure, sure. My grandmother was born in the 1920s. Sure. Grandma couldn't have no stuff. Now, I was a financial advisor. One of the most important factors you can ever have when you have wealth is time. Okay. Right? Okay. $10 100 years ago is some major wealth today just because you had time. Right. So when you strip time away from my ability to gain wealth, <laughs> then, yeah, that affects me right now. Not only does it affect me, it affects my children. Now, I don't use that as an excuse and, and a reason not to pursue stuff, but stop trying to act as if what happens today is solely based on Today, now you add that it's not just about historical injustice, but if you look at what happens now, and I always say this, whenever you have a conversation about race, try to be biblical, mm-hmm. historical, mm-hmm. and factual. Mm-hmm. Now, I got my own experience, but I don't make it just anecdotal. If you look at what happens today, the record shows. You're in education? Yeah. You can't tell. If somebody tries to tell you that race has no impact in education... That's not true. Because you know that. Right. We're in church. I deal with churches of all ethnic groups. Yes, race plays a factor in, in it. In, in, church. in church. In church. In church. In the medical field. Right. In law. So when people get brand new like that, it's, it's hard to have a real conversation because there's a certain point where people don't want to see themselves as having um, a privilege. Mm-hmm. Because it, 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 it makes them sometimes feel like they didn't work hard. And that's not the conversation. Mm-hmm. You can be white and successful and you've worked hard for that. Right. That doesn't change the fact that you may have privilege. Right. The same way that as a man, I may have privilege right, right. than some women. That's the conversation. See? Yes. But it's easy to acknowledge it when it comes to gender, but it's hard when it comes to race because of the history. Right. Because, because, what, you, because what, what, the, what people don't want to be looked at as connected to a slave owner. Right. As connected to a rapist. Sure. Or connected to a murderer. Right. Or connected to somebody that lynched. By the way, what you're saying right here, when I was in school, I didn't learn slavery like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you hear what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So even when you talk about how it affects <clears throat> today. In school, I learned about slavery, but it was more of a, you know, we, you, know you worked on the land. And then... You know, and, and then you, 1865. right, and and then you know you sung songs, mm-hmm. hymns and stuff, and you mm-hmm. you encouraged yourself. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go to let's, so so, <laughs> but when you and and the reason why you have to do that because again you have to justify or or change the story, but when you have an authentic approach to it, what you just described, the real reality of that kind of thing, if we were honest about this, 
um, and we did not have to deal with the systemic issues, we would have more honest dialogue about what happened. There, there, there's, there's, a, there's a psychological aspect to this um, that's not often talked about mm. uh, out in the open. Yeah. Um, I'm, 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 I'm sensitive to it now because I'm reading the book Post Traumatic Slave Disorder. My mind. Um, and, and, and essentially, it's giving research to what I felt my entire life with the stories that have been passed down of mm. uh, the treatment of black people at the hands of, of very evil, and I'll say it, watch this, our evil brothers and sisters mm -hmm. um, that were heavily influenced by the, by the adversary. It had to be. You had to be influenced by Satan to do this to another human mm -hmm. or to treat another human like that or to say, to, to actually have the idea that you're not human enough to be on the sidewalk with me. Mm -hmm. you're, not, you're not human enough to be in the same restaurant as as me, and those those are the those that's we're only talking about sixty years ago, right? Yeah, it's, it, it's not it, it's not that it's not that old. We get over it. it's not that old, and so then the stories that are passed down because of the experiences that my father has had and the things that my mother has seen and the stories that were passed to them from their parents mm -hmm. and their grandparents who were slaves and all of that stuff still comes down and watch this and it goes both ways yes because if my parents have shared stories with me then my white friend white counterparts have had those same stories passed down mm -hmm. of how they either have been treated or how they have treated or how they view other races particularly in this conversation mm -hmm. um black people mm -hmm. and at, at some point if we're going to call ourselves believers yeah then we're going to have to deal with the system what jesus said you have neglected mm-hmm the way to your matter. Well, and I think that part about the system is so important because I think a lot of people will acknowledge, and this is kind of happened with George Floyd. Sure. Some people acknowledge a moment of a racist act. But other folks are saying, family, I'm not just talking about a moment. I'm talking about a system. And I think when you think about racism in its true, true essence, it, it's, it primarily deals with the system. Look at it like this. Going back to this idea that we are the Imago Dei, created in the image of God, right? So God says, God shows us that he's going to create humanity with great diversity, by the way, mm -hmm. and still allow there to be harmony and unity among us. That's his plan. It's When you go back to the book of Genesis, you see this call, uh, Genesis 1, 26, 27, to rule and reproduce. Sure. Like I've given you this responsibility to rule and reproduce. And you look at humanity and you see God's creative work in this great diversity. And yet and still, he wants, uh, he wants us to work in community with each other. That's God's plan. Racism says, nah, fam. Right. So don't even look at it as an individual <clears throat> act. It's a rejection of God's plan. God's plan says uh, diversity and unity. Mm -hmm. Man's plan says, by the way, race and people bring this up all the time. Say it. And the scripture, there's the human race, and then there's ethnicity. It talks about ethnicity. Race is a social construct which was designed to oppress. That's, that's why it exists. So that I can look at you and say, you're listening. It's designed for that. So don't act like the system all of a sudden changed later. Racism. Race is a, the response to racism, which was designed to oppress a group. And that system says, God, forget this idea of diversity and unity. We're going to put antagonism in place of harmony. unity and harmony. Mm -hmm. We're, we're going to make it so that while you wanted diversity and, and, and harmony, we're going to like, nah, forget that. This group is less than this group based on man's system. So it's, a, it's an exchange of plans, not just an act. It's like I reject what God wants and I'm going to do something different. And when we create a system like that, where basically, uh, you know, when you think of discrimination, the difference between uh, discrimination and racism for the most part, is that when you have discrimination with power and finance mm -hmm. and legislation, that's racism. Right. Because now you can actually control and manipulate what I can do based on your discrimination towards me. Right. And you can stop me from getting a loan. And those practices. And those practices come, that come yes. with it. So that's, that's what racism is. It's, it's about a system. Right. Now, right? We're, not, we're not talking about implicit bias. No. No. Right. 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 Because, I mean, folks have that. Right. But, but when you have a system... Um, that has, like when you think about some, I'm not even going to get into detail, but some of the systems that were established, unless you repair them holistically, right? Necessarily, they're still going to reproduce and produce some of the same fruit that it was designed for, right? 
right? I, I need y'all to hear that part that it was designed for. That it was designed for, that and was designed. that's the part of the conversation. For some reason, we can't be honest. Now, hear this for someone watching: like, I ain't an angry black dude, right? I'm just we're just talking about reality, and I like to think that in my own life, I know in your life, we've pursued things, and there's a certain level of whatever success is. And so this is, you know, not to say that oh my hands are tied and I can't pursue. No, we're just talking of facts. We're talking what, what the Bible expects us for do, to do and how believers have rejected what the Word says to do. Let me make y'all feel good because you're talking to or you're listening to or watching two very imperfect people. Facts. So maybe I can make you feel a little bit better in saying that there are so many things that we have not perfected. Sure. But I need you all to hear Jesus saying these words. Because we don't often read the woes. Mm. And we definitely have mulled over this woe. It's so refreshing to go back to my word to read through this and find out that I highlighted this years ago. Mm -hmm. That these are the weightier matters. Uh, or, or what did he say? Uh, what, what is it that I require of you, mm -hmm. oh man? Mm -hmm. To do mercy, love, justice. That's it. And Micah walk 6, humbly. Yeah, before the Lord. Before the Lord. That, that's, what, that's, that's Bible, though. That's Bible. Like, if you look at the ministry of Jesus, uh, Matthew 4, 23, he starts his Galilean ministry, Galilean ministry. Three things stick out. He's preaching the gospel of the kingdom. He's teaching in the synagogue. Mm -hmm. And then he's healing every kind of disease. And the Bible says that Jesus had compassion. Right. Right. Compassion, man. And then you walk out, you just walk through the book of Matthew. And then you see him even as he gets his disciples. He teaches his disciples with his verbal authority, Sermon on the Mount. Mm -hmm. You get about chapter 8, he shows them what it looks like to have a visible, physical authority. And then in Matthew chapter 10, he says, now I want you to do it. Right. And when you watch him walk with his disciples, the same thing shows up, his compassion for the people. Like, that's how he moved. And, but that compassion offended some people. It did. It because did. it felt like those people right. should not be getting the compassion that Jesus Christ is offering. Zacchaeus in Luke chapter sure. um, 19. I'm sure, we'll go with that. Um, 19. Yeah. There's a part of the story um, where obviously he's wealthy. Mm -hmm. um, and Jesus says, hey, I'm coming to your house. He's like, people are like, why are you going to his house? Of all people. Right. And there's a moment in there where he's, he's talking to the Lord. And he says this. He's like, Man, I'm going to give to the poor. And if I've wronged anybody, I'm going to give them four times as much. Mm. Right? More than the legal amount. I'm, I'm, I'm pointing. And then Jesus says something around verse 9 where he says, um, Today, salvation has come to your home. Now, he didn't say that because all of a sudden our faith became work-based. Mm -hmm. That depending on what you do, right. Right. you're saved. But it seems, the text seems to su suggest that Zacchaeus was given from a different place now. Mm-hmm. That his motive had changed. And now his heart had changed, which led him to believe that something about this new position what requires me. Requires me. Mm -hmm. This is James chapter 1, uh, 27, I think, a pure and undefiled religion. Come on. Right? It requires me to respond to those who are in a position of need who have been um, oppressed or done wrong. So he, he knew that. He was the dude in the tree who just... Who just saw the Lord. You just got to show it. Something about this new posture of my life requires me to consider those around me. And that's the, the core of it. Do I love each other like I love myself? That's, that's, that's important. Um, that, that James, that James one. Oh, James going to deal with you when, when you come to this, this faith without works idea. Mm -hmm. you know, and that's one of the issues. <laughs> we, 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 we talk a good game. We pay our time. We, we'll, do, we'll do something. And, that, and those things are part of our you know, practice, practice journey. Mm -hmm. 2323 Matthew. Weightier matters. Weightier matters. Weightier matters. Um, we really could do this for another three hours. Mm. There's so many pieces to this. What, about outcast? Uh, oh, uh, oh, this part. But we talking about, yeah. Yeah. yeah not Spodioti, dope, delicious angel. Oh, wow. Yes, yes. You got to be but in there. You got to be in there to love that. Go listen to Liberation. Um, two words for the night. Yeah. He cares. He cares, man. He cares. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. If he didn't care, he wouldn't say anything about it. Those of us who know the Lord know what righteousness looks like, mm -hmm. know what justice is all about. Mm -hmm. And if our responsibility is to walk in that way, to walk after our Lord, then justice ought to flow from us. You're right. 
Mm-hmm. You're right. If we're in, we in that scripture. Mm-hmm. Now, if we let somebody else take our narrative and take our story and take terms that we know and use it for some other purpose, then we need to be accountable for that. From the womb to the tomb. From the womb to the tomb. I care about that and this. See? That's good. Um, come back. Uh, I, I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to take a break this week because... Um, in the last part of March, I'm going to be with my father and the Browns group, and we're going to be doing some Easter stuff. It's actually going to be a five-night event. Is that a singing group, the Browns group? No, it's not. Oh, it's just y'all. Okay. It's not, but my daddy can sing. So come on back. You sing, too. Y'all to do something. Uh, yeah. Put that out there for the folks. They sing. Y'all, y'all to do something. I didn't came to your show and mess up stuff. 